What is up? What is up? What is up? It's Friday. No, it's Saturday. I'm fucking high already, and it's only three o'clock. What's in new, the morning. man? What's new? And we have same thing as the always. Silverback <laughs> Shakespeare, aka Koth, aka Jr. Alignan, <laughs> <laughs> or better known as his normal human name. Oh, you had the Julie, you fucking asshole. No, I don't. All right, back to <laughs> back to back to where we were saying. We have Edward, my old powerlifting coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there yeah, we go. Okay. Yeah, say what's up. There we go. The crowd's yeah, going wild. The for crowd's him. going thank, wild. Thank you for having me, Manny. How you doing, Ed? I am exhausted, but, but I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty happy right now. Tell us why, dude. Tell us why you're exhausted. Tell us what Superman accomplishment you did this morning so this morning i i made a personal record in my deadlift i'm a powerlifter my background is i'm manny's powerlifting coach and i'm not one of those coaches who's just given up on on training and is just like a fat <laughs> fat piece of crap <laughs> but I, I i was gonna say why is it that every coach or at least not everybody but great majority of them are just like completely the shit like so they just they usually get an accident right like an injury and they just kind of this is a terrible uh, caricature or generalization, but it's like, yeah, they get injured or there's something yeah. that happens or they get older, they have a family and the amount of time and energy that you need to, to train at a, at a very high yeah. level, it's, it, it's soul sucking. Like your whole life must be devoted to that. So there are people who, who still have their love for the sport, but they can't continue uh, giving to their athletes yeah, yeah, yeah. while like, giving themselves the the same time because like yeah in order yeah. to train another person they'd have to like leave yeah their own training right so yeah. tell us I how you're you. able to do that like how are you able to like coach and train at the same time so it's been a work in progress i've been coaching for something like five or six years now and i've been training and coaching at the same time ever since and i would be lying to you if i said in the first couple of years that it was easy it was absolutely not easy but, you know, when you're the coach and you're like this young male in the United States and you come from a, a, a machismo culture, it's like you have to put on this front like you got everything under control. And what culture is that? Uh, Filipino. Filipino. Okay. Uh, both your parents Filipino? Both of my parents are Filipino. Filipinos are known as the Mexicans of Southeast Asia. Yeah, they're my cousins right here. Dude. Yeah, we yeah. both got raped. <laughs> yeah. This is not something that you usually celebrate. Asian but, uh, He's not <laughs> yeah, Asian bean. Yeah, the Spanish, you know, they just like to put their dick in everything, <laughs> dude. Fucking, you know, we got a lot of spread out yeah. cousins everywhere. <laughs> I think I know one thing um, in Filipinos. I think it's salamat. Mm-hmm. It means thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> the Filipino food is amazing. It's fire, dude. Filipino food yeah. is it's, it's so good, but it's, it's like absolutely counterproductive if you want to make weight for competitions it's i don't know i felt like i heavy. needed that it's, pro- it's protein heavy but it's also just like carb heavy half is protein the other half is fat oh yeah uh, yeah uh, well that, that, that makes good for um that makes good for uh keto then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, okay. yeah. but a lot of filipinos also have gout yeah, a lot of the food power. is pork based. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So they eat eat like a, a feast and then they're crippled for the next week. Is oh, um God. is pork the main dish in Philippines? That the um, go to? Just all kinds of meats, yeah, yeah. meats and fish and vegetables and yeah. It probably it probably is based on um like geographic where you're at because like in every culture like kind of based on where you're at, it's like what you're gonna eat. Like if you're near a river, ocean, obviously you're gonna eat like you know yeah. seafood stuff like that. So it's it's more like stews and then a little bit of curries uh, from the, the Indian and Southeast Asian influence. Mm, okay. The, um, let's dig in a little. Do you know a little bit of Filipino history? 
Uh, Ooh, man, you got to put that thing on silent, man. No, Come on, dude. You're breaking the rules here, dude. Uh, are you going to quiz me on no, something? No, no. I'm just interested like, no. you know anything. Like, uh, like of what, what makes the Filipino... Or what's like people? your favorite Filipino dish? Yeah. Better than... Yeah. My favorite Filipino dish is this, is this dish called kare kare. And I think the name, you can hear like the curry uh, influence in it. It's this peanut butter-based stew that has braised oxtail and a bunch of green beans. Oxtail, huh? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And just just tastes fantastic and so rich. And you eat it over rice. And okay. the, the final thing that you serve it with is this uh, fermented uh, shrimp paste. Okay. Which is wow. like very umami, salty. Yeah. Okay, okay. And it has this. It sounded deep. pretty good until that part. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But you got to try it because you can. Oh, I'm sure it's fire. I'm you sure also that. eat it on top of mangoes. <laughs> top oh, of shit. Mangoes. That's, so a, that's yeah. got a lot of fucking shit. It's just a bunch of different flavors just yeah. hitting you out. Yeah, it's sour. I can see it. I can see it. Like, it's like, it's like it's it's I can see it. Mangoes. Now. Yeah, it'd be fire. It's like a bukkake on your face of flavor. Oh, yeah. Bukkake on your tongue, dude. Down your throat. Oh, man. That filokaki, dude. That filokaki. Yeah, dude. And did your parents, they immigrated here, I'm assuming? Yeah, they were both. From born in the Philippines, both were in the Air Force. My grandpa was in the Navy. Oh shit, they're both in the Air Force. Yeah, you know what I've noticed a lot too is that um, a lot of um, satellite countries um, like end up uh, having uh, like a lot of uh, military in- influence mm-hmm. on them. You, like you know, they usually join the U- like U.S. forces and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think that is uh, aside from like transferring as a nurse, one of the primary ways of gaining citizenship. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I see, um, not not Filipinos, but like um, I see a lot of um, Polynesians, uh, specifically like Tongans and like Fijians, mm-hmm. women that they will become nurses and take care of older like white people, and then in hopes of inheriting, and they, they die soon. Yeah, which is a pretty good move. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, take yeah, care of them for five way. years. You stay with they fall in love with them. Like, yeah. all right, stay with my house. You're a great person. Yeah, and they stay in a fucking. Mansion, is that what you're dude. trying to do, Joel? Don't yeah. lie. Uh, I gotta get darker, dude. Tongans uh, okay. are pretty dark, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I gotta be like his size. Tongans are fucking huge. When the fuck you ever seen a scrying Tongan, dude? That's they're fair. all like huge. Yeah, they, yeah. Yeah. that's why they're like in rugby and all those other, you know, tough sports. So, so. before like powerlifting, what were you doing? What was I doing before powerlifting? Yeah. I was doing bodybuilding. Ooh, bodybuilding. I remember that, I think. I think you yeah. just like cut. Those were during something. the douchebag ed a Douchebag ed? Yeah, that, was yeah. that like back when you were Not in bad. college? No, okay. When that, I was in college, it was... Where was that after? So that was when I graduated high school oh, okay. and I didn't get into any of the schools that I wanted to because I didn't, I didn't know any better and I didn't select for... I didn't select for schools intelligently, right? Okay. So... I went to the JC, the Santa Rosa Junior College, and what the fuck do you do when you're an Asian and you have this very high IQ and classes are really easy for you and you have a lot of free time? You work out. Okay. I was going to say do drugs. Well, but, that well. too. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of those those months and years at the JC, I don't really remember because I, was, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't sober for most of that time. Where'd you go to college? So after going to the JC, I transferred to Cal. Mm. Okay. And you said you were, well, back when I was a powerlifting owner, you said you were part of a frat? I was part of a frat, yes. Are we opening a box that you don't want to open, or is this cool? I mean, I'm I'm down for it. It's, oh. it's like a, it's an experience that I enjoyed that I never want to have again. Let's let's adventure into the dark stuff let's here. Let's yeah, <laughs> <right. laughs> just go right to that's it. Right, that's right. I'm an open book. <laughs> that's let's what do I it. like. Sick. All right, <laughs> what was the initiation to get into a frat? Because I've heard some stuff, so what did you have, you have to, like, insert anything? So, or? Fortunately, the initiation, I don't even think anyone who who is in that frat 
is aware that I'm going to be on this podcast, but if they are, whatever. <laughs> You're so, not supposed to talk about it? Is that like it's a, supposed to be, It's supposed to be like a secret thing. Some, uh, yeah. some brothers take it seriously. Some yeah. brothers don't take it that seriously. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't know. It's like a Filipino thing to like take brotherhood seriously. Okay, okay. okay. So but you're breaking. Uh, this is all with the taboo here, huh? It's a taboo. <laughs> or taboo. That's <laughs> taboo. That's like a stretching out thing, huh? <laughs> On an unrelated note, ta- a tabo is what Filipinos use to wash their butts. Oh shit! Okay. What is that like? A, is it like a? It's like, like a, a bucket with a handle. Oh, how do you use that? You rub you, against it. You put it over across your back, and yeah. then you pour it down your butt, and then you use your other hand, and then just wipe to wipe all the poop off, and then you yeah. put some soap in your hand, and you do that. Yeah, I mean, you know, not that much waste. You don't worry about like toilet paper. Yeah, yeah don't you want to get a what is it called? A, a, a bidet. Job? A bidet. Yeah. He wanted oh, a bidet. Um, yeah, yeah, he wants a bidet. yeah. You ever tried a bidet? You ever had hot water in your butthole? I've had a bidet. I've used a bidet, but uh, nice, I huh? think you get so much more precision when you got the hand. Yeah, well, yeah, you really <laughs> dig in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got the full fucking. I like to start senses. my day like that. Yeah, morning, dude. yeah. But I mean, like, if you do like hard construction, I have hard, rough hands. Dude. I don't want that. Uh, dude. Yeah, you definitely don't want to yeah. scratch. I mean, you're a, a lifter. Your hands should probably be pretty yeah. rough. Yeah. So when I don't file my fingers down and my hands down, yeah. it, it's rough. So yeah. I make sure I have to do that every. I have to be on top of that. And then again, if it is rough, then it's kind of like an exfoliator, you know? Kind of. Exfoli- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Where back, were back, we? Back to the college. Yeah, back sorry. To the college. We're, we're Col- going okay. Back. Yeah. So, uh, how did you get initiated? <clears throat> So, so to set the context for this time, it was when there were a lot of initiations happening and there were a lot of fatalities at the school where the Greek life at Cal is, is like one of the bigger ones in the state, maybe even the country. Mm -hmm. And there were people who, who who died after being dehydrated and drinking way too much alcohol poisoning or being drunk, walking off of a rooftop. How much do you have to drink? How much did I have to drink? Yeah. So the the most that I drank in that time, the one of the tasks, one of the initiation initiation tasks was uh, everyone in your in your pledge class, you were going to finish a keg of beer, just by yourself or with everyone together. Uh, with with all of with all, so all all the members of the pledge class are going to finish one keg of okay, beer. Okay, okay. The en- all okay. the entries, right? All the entry people. Yeah, and my pledge class was relatively small. We had five people. Five, oh, I think five or six people. That's so, a lot of that's a lot of beer. So to to do that, we would, we would basically do keg stands back to back to back, and then everyone was in line, and whoever finished walked to the trash can, puke. Next person just does that over and over and over. Do you know what um what size keg that was? Is it like the one that's like long and too big, or, or like the classic flat side. one? Is it like, like a the full, it was the it was a full one. It, oh. it wasn't a little. What type of beer was it? Was it like? So um, I went ahead and looked into the internet. It says that's 165 <laughs> beers. Dude. Five people. Yes. That's uh, a god damn son. What is that? That's 165. That's like, uh, like 35 beers each. Something like that. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, but fortunately, I have the Filipino background, and I've been drinking since I was 12 years old. And one of the other guys was a crazy white guy who was a weightlifter, and I'm a powerlifter. So, so you guys had the mass. Yeah. So we we carried the fucking team. You guys, put you the guys team carried, on your yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys tanked it. Yeah. yeah. But the, aside from that, the initiation was mostly like physical exercise and then drinking, and it's like oh, physical exercise. I'm that's like, 27 beers each. Jesus, dude, that's, that's a lot uh, of beer. That's, quite that's a, beer. a lot of beer. And how long did you guys have to finish that? Uh, they told us some like f- fucking arbitrary number, but it's like they're gonna finish it whenever they finish it, and then wh- whatever brother is is like lowest on the totem pole, he's gonna watch over them to make sure that they do. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So where are you? You're at, you're at the top of the food chain, I'm assuming, for that uh, case. Uh, for for my pledge class and yeah, for your pledge class, yeah. Like that was 
like the air that I carried myself with because I was pretty much older. I was older than everyone. I was a transfer student. Yeah. They were all new, like brand new. Okay. They're like 22, 23. Or they were they were eighteen years old. Oh, at the <laughs> time you were like twenty one already, and I was like twenty twenty one years f- old. Uh, well, obviously you okay. could drink illegally, yeah. but yeah, 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 yeah. So I get there and I'm like, no, oh, there's people who are younger than me trying to boss me around, and they're also smaller than me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck you, you need. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was douchebag coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. But well, but one of my favorite ones, right? The initiation task was you would go to oh my gosh, you, we, we they they brought all the brothers to a uh, like the rugby field at night that was about a five minute walk from the from the front house uh huh uh huh and at the time there were like 35, 40 brothers and then there were us five or six pledges I think five not including me and there were two trash cans set up in this field and the goal was to go from your start side which was like two hundred yards away mm-hmm. to go from that start point and, and take one of two footballs and put it in the trash cans. And then you would, you're going to run through the entire uh, group of brothers while they're tackling you. Oh, so <laughs> are you guys so, drunk or sober? Uh, drunk, sober, whatever. None of us knew what to expect except yeah, for yeah. me because, uh, like the person who is like my older brother in the frat, wow. he, he let me know. What's in up? Advance. Yeah. yeah, he's like, you better be ready. So what I fucking did, my dumbass, I took two scoops of pre-workout. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, and, you just feed and my me. adrenaline was fucking pumping out yeah, of yeah. my fucking chest, and I fucked them up so fast. Yeah, he just fucking went straight <laughs> up. Yeah. through them, dude. And then I ended up like taking the president down and like fucking beating his ass. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just on pre-workout. Dude. Yeah, and also just like a. Repressed childhood trauma. Oh, that's, yeah, oh, that's the that's the main one right there. There it is. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the real reason. Yeah, 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 that's, that's really what right. we're all about. <laughs> repressed <laughs> emotions here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you knocked the fuck out of the fucking guys. The, you fucking ran over six hundred feet between mm-hmm. two trash cans. Knocked the fucking president over, beat his ass. Mm-hmm. And then how did he go out for that? Did they accept you and hugged, or did they beat your ass after? They, we all we all shook hands and like okay. embraced each other. It was it was pretty yeah, cool. Okay. Okay. It was the start of a great brotherhood. Yeah, yeah I yeah. remember so, going there one time. With you before a powerlifting meet. Yeah. And then getting handed a natty ice. Oh, <laughs> dude, that's not a good introduction. <laughs> natty ice? Where, where were we? We were in Berkeley. We were heading to a powerlifting meet in LA. And uh, we had, like, we had just eaten, like, like I was hungry. And we, like, you I had just got breakfast gone. burrito. No, we had, like, a regular burrito, and it was, like, not good. Okay. Yeah, it was, like, not good. That's the one where we went to the Mexican spot, and I was like, and you're yeah. like, I don't, like, I don't fucking like these Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these I remember are, that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was handed a natty ice because it was like still early. I think it was like eleven o'clock, <laughs> and like these guys were already outside drinking and playing like yeah. drinking games, dude. Yeah, and like what time was it? It was like eleven, I think. It was like In the right, morning. Yeah, it was oh, still damn. early. I'll tell you what, it was a cool exercise being part of that experience. In that I was like, I was living with and very close to these high functioning alcoholic sociopaths, <laughs> who were who were also extremely intelligent. And who also like to fiend for drugs. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I remember you telling it like, is that where you got introduced to like psychedelics? That is exactly where I got introduced to psychedelics. So <laughs> I'm not going to name the house. Obviously but, we wouldn't want. But yeah. I had no idea going into it because I'm just like some fucking young dumb kid. You but, got introduced into psychedelics by a bunch of frat bros. Yeah. But no, I didn't know. I wouldn't expect that. I didn't know this at the time. And yeah. it's like, it's, it's actually really cool. It's one of the things I'm most grateful for yeah. from being in that is that. That house is known as like the psychedelic drug house. A conscious house? In Berkeley, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
where I thought you would have gotten introduced to like cocaine, you know, Molly. <laughs> no, that was my Santa Rosa friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's why I'm saying that because people around here love that shit. You yeah, know? yeah, I like them powders. Yeah, because uh, whether it's well, baby I mean, powder thanks or to that, powder. like thanks to the fact that he got in, like Edward got introduced to psychedelics. I got introduced to psychedelics. I remember, you, I remember talking to you about yeah. it, at Roomba. <laughs> yeah, Roomba, and just being like. And like Ooh, Roomba. I miss that place. I I saw that it was coming back. Is it coming back? I I, I, I have no idea, but I drive by there every fucking night, and the, sometimes the lights are on, and I, I'm like, yeah, I want to walk up, knock on the fucking yeah. thing. Isn't Roomba the uh, self-cleaning robot? No, it's a Cuban restaurant in Windsor. It's also a self-cleaning robot. Yeah, also, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's also I was like, you guys hang out in a little tiny little thing, man? Yeah, you, you guys are really tripping. <laughs> you guys are shrinking the honey. I shrunk myself. <laughs> just a lot of psychedelics. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah you guys are tripping inside the Roomba. That's a but, different experience. Um, but yeah, like you were like one of the first person to like talk to me about psychedelics. And ever since then, I was like really curious. And because mm. of that, I was able to do like a lot of psychedelics and be able to have like really good trips. Yeah. So like what was like one of the like good trips that like you had that like definitely like changed you? So I would say that mo the, most of them were amazing trips. They were all positive experiences, most all positive experiences. Where the only like bad experiences were when I was just feeling like a young, dumb, invincible, dumbass who who takes way too much. And then it, it takes way too much. And then it's like everything's melting and it's just so overwhelming and you just want you just like lay in bed and start thrashing until it's you over. Just, <laughs> just thrash, like a fucking yeah. fish out of water. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. sloppy that just flop on the shore. But the first experience I had we we ate uh, mushrooms and chocolates. And okay. okay. Oh shit. Like pre-made or you guys made them? Uh, they were pre-made, mm. but what was cool is okay. there's just a, like a group of brothers in the house. And I feel like there, there's always like this in, in and out of, of like, uh, this hierarchy of brothers who there's a group who, who is experienced with psychedelics and then they, they see these, they shaman it out. Yeah, totally. Okay. And they, and they like, Oh, it's this person's first time. We're going to make sure that they have a great first experience. That's a, that's always a great thing. You guys, always uh, having have someone around you to yeah. like, did you guys ever, sure uh, or did those folks ever like make sure they had at least smoked weed before or done mushrooms or just like straight to DMT? Straight to DMT. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happened with your last friends. Cause, oh uh, cause the last story, with, cause the way, um, Zaid did psychedelics is uh, DMT. He went from is weed he only, to DMT. He never did any other psychedelics. I was like, before. you know, I'm like, dude, you know. I, I mean, after know. taking enough psychedelics, I'm kind of like, weed is is just like a like a super 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 low level psychedelic. It that's really what, is, yeah, especially really with edible, is. edible. Yeah, it seems like such a similar headspace that you get in. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what Zaid says too. That like after doing DMT, he feels like it's such a like after, he smokes weed and it feels like. The beginning part of DMT, like you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like Which opening honestly, gates. I, yeah, that's that's how it feels to me mm -hmm. too. I felt like that um, a great while too. Um, when I was doing a lot of psychedelics um, in high school and stuff, um, like um, you know, like you do mushrooms or, or LSD or whatever, you know, two CI, two CB, mm -hmm. and then when you smoke weed after that for like the next six months, maybe even up to a year, I would sometimes start getting like that. Um, that wavering kind of like, you know, if you focus on a section for a little bit, for like three seconds, it would start just kind of like, yeah, you know, uh, just starts going like, that, yeah, I yeah, get that sober. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. For sure. Too. Um, I do that too. I get it too. Sometimes, yeah. honestly, I it get stopped that like, for me a couple of years ago, but for a while, if I would just sit there, like, especially looking at that kind of like popcorn roof that I have, yeah. you start seeing the, and it just starts slowly. Really, <laughs> it yeah. just starts pooling out and like, all right, for sure. I don't know if that's good or not, but it's kind of entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, at least I'm not bored. Like, yeah. um, also I feel like I got a uh, second side effect from it too. At some, um, stopped like, like maybe a year ago, but um, for a long time after psychedelics, I feel like I would get um, a dropping sensation, 
like you know when you drop in a roller coaster yeah like, i would just be chilling all of a sudden i'd be like holy shit like in my head i would just start feeling like i'm dropping like an infinite amount yeah. and i would like and like i could kind of feel like in my conscious like if i close my eyes i'd like start going deeper and deeper into it okay. but then like the deeper i dove into it then it would go away but if i relaxed into it i could feel like i was falling for like, a good 30 seconds and it felt oh, hella good shit. i was like oh shit i'm like just chill, like tripping i'm like oh this feels hella dope that's really cool <laughs> yeah. I've, ne- I've never experienced oh uh, yeah i, I enjoyed it but it's gone now so maybe oh. i gotta drop again it was a free trip it was like a free trip for a second like good 15 seconds yeah man so you guys so you did um your uh psychedelic experience there what was uh, um what was like some learning points that you got from it what was something that really kind of uh caused like a crossroads in your mind that allowed you to uh, develop into the person you are now so how do i put this yeah because that's a big question (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. so are we really getting really deep on this one? Oh, yeah, we're going Talking deep. About falling we're going down, deep. Dude. We're, going we're going fucking. Really deep. We're going elbow deep tonight, yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think yeah. at this point we're going shoulder deep. Oh, if I get shoulder, <laughs> dude, I might have to fucking pop my ear in there. Listen, <laughs> listen to his heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the big lesson, I guess you could you you could say that it's it's gleaned from the experience itself. When when it happened, it's like such an interesting thing where uh, unrelated. One of the things we did as a fraternity was we all took a trip to, I think, Santa Barbara, went yeah. to the beach, and had 30 or 40 brothers tripping at the same time. Where, <laughs> where, people. Or when that was happening, it's like everyone takes it, and then 30 minutes go, goes by, 15, 30 minutes goes by, and, and everyone's looking at each other, and it's like, you feeling yet? Yeah, you yeah. Feeling yet? Yeah, yeah. And then everyone's just like wide-eyed, and it's like, oh, everyone's tripping now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool experience. Did you feel like you, uh, at that point you were connected with those people? Like you knew, not, not like knew what they were thinking, but like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And I, to go back to the first trip, that was what was made so apparent where my background is I'm an individual and I, I don't relate to people. Uh, I have like a very high IQ. So yeah, not, like it's really hard for me to, to relate to people. Yeah, and You then, can feel dumb people being dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I don't like small talk. I like deep conversations like this. Mm-hmm. So. So for that to happen and then to, to have these other people and to, to sort of trust that they're experiencing the yeah. same sensation. Same like conscious plane. Yeah. 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 So that happening, colors becoming more vibrant, feeling more connected to other people. And then, and then realizing that like, this is such a beautiful thing, such a positive thing. It's just like a, a way of being that I want to, to stay in. I understand why people get addicted to this. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I so, can see it. So from that, from that, from that very first trip, I thought to myself, I want to live like this because it's like such a beautiful way of being, but I, I understand addiction and I don't want to become addicted to this, but I'm still going to use the fuck out of it to, yeah, to yeah. like get as much data as possible so that I can cultivate a lifestyle where I can, yeah. where I can feel like this all the time. So, um, by addiction, um, I'm assuming there's no physical addiction, but it becomes like a mental addiction of from like the, you know, the sense of, um, I don't know, just to, cl- uh, I guess the way just the certain way it makes you feel. I that mean, would be the addicting part, not so much physically. Your body wants to, you're like your mind. You're like, damn, I want to be like this. Like you want to get in that mind state damn, constantly. Yeah. It's so or did your body feel like? Where did you actually feel like a little something? Like are your body kind of wanting to? Because I've never done DMT. So uh, I think he's talking. What psychedelics were you guys doing at the beach? So, so the first one was uh, was mushrooms. And then oh, okay, the so that was one's acid. Yeah, that one's for acid. sure not physical, and neither yeah. is acid. But <clears throat> I mean, this is the the powerlifter and the the pain scientist coming out yeah. where. Uh, there's this Cartesian model of the mind and the body where the brain is separate from the sensations that the body has. Okay. But it's like a a lot of modern pain science states that like those two are not separate or those two are not separate. 
Okay, and can you clarify what Cartesian model is? I'm not going to pretend like I know what yeah. that is. So Cartesian, <laughs> it comes from the philosopher Descartes. Okay. Where he, like, that at that time, there was religion, and they were the, like, uh, the church was the person, or the, the entity that was in charge of the, the human spirit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then there was science, and science was in charge of the physical body. Okay. So for scientists to try to say what is happening in the brain, that's them encroaching on religion's territory. So they okay. were that was a big no-no at the time. Okay. So okay, for yeah. philosophers to, to conceptualize this, they would say that the brain is separate from the body. So that when a person's in pain, it must be because they're, they're getting stabbed or they're getting burned or something. But as you're aware, as we're, we're all probably aware, there, there are times when there's nothing wrong with our physical bodies, but we're in pain. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this speaks to... I, I go on long tangents. That, that wasn't even a long no, one. Uh, like I, I'm digging it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm digging it. But to go back to the trip, right? It's like we think psychedelics are these purely uh, like mental experiences, but it's I, I think from having a, a background of training physically for so long. Uh-huh. I don't have even trained that long, but it's like I feel like I'm old. Yeah. But having trained for so long, like you know what it's like when you're in this relaxed state and your body can recover faster and it goes through motions better and it feels more coordinated. Things just click mm-hmm. better. Okay. Whereas if you're, say for example, you're stressed out and you're fucking worried about yeah, you're running. all tensed up and yeah, shit. Yeah. You can't relax yourself into yeah. your own body. Yeah. yeah. So, so a, a a large part of what the what the, the psychedelic experience brought to me, it's like it. It's, it's 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 it sounds kind of ambiguous, but we're all aware of, of what it is. It's like uh, the feeling of being present and how yeah, yeah. It, it feels like you're at home. Yeah, yeah. And to like when you feel like that, Manny, you're probably aware of this. When you feel like calm, focused, present, like that's when training is just the uh, smoothest. When, when you're just fucking rolling, everything's hitting right, dude. That's yeah. what like when you're at your peak, basically yeah. everything. <clears throat> and yeah, I, and that's how I I I, I conceptualize the psychedelic experience. It's like when it maybe things are not like rolling perfectly, mm-hmm. but you are completely aware of the circumstances of the context of like how you are and what's around you. And it's like how your body responds to that. Yeah. It makes sense. You're, I mean, you're totally in tune with that. It would make sense because, um, is that like, cause like for me when I'm on acid, like I want to be out with people. Like I want to be out. I want to be mobile. I want to be, cause I feel like yeah, that's where I feel like I need to be. Like, yeah. I, because I want to be in the present. I want to see what other people are doing. And is that what you mean by that? Like, or is that? I would I would say maybe that, like, the drug amplifies you being yourself. Yeah. Okay. I, I would say that also um, the psychedelics also alter you on a cellular level too, because not only is your consciousness also being in touch, like now your whole body is like one giant antenna, and yeah. like now everything's in sync. Everything's like, psh, even yeah. though your mind's like going different places, I would assume that after a great or for a period after doing psychedelics, your body is more in tune with itself. So oh, that's yeah. why all like everything in your body is just working in like unison, that's more the, cooperatively and more fluidly. Yeah. So Isn't yeah, I can like see an that. afterglow after doing psychedelics, like where your body <coughs> just like works like or feels great and you like feel better. I I've yeah. experienced that. Yeah. Because yeah. definitely after doing like a psychedelic trick where I like trip where I don't drink and I just use it to like focus on myself mm-hmm. and everything. I come out the very next day, like I wake up early, I feel energized, I feel happy, and I feel great. I feel I'm in a good mood, I'm in a great mood. Yeah. And I just want to be like, I like, I take that time to like work out and like do stuff, like get out there on my day and like experience life and like a completely. But have you also felt the opposite where 
Uh, you get so stimulated on like a, an acid trip, for example, and then that you're you, stale the fuck out the next yeah, day. Your serotonin levels are just like just they've like, just no. been fucking tanked. And that yeah. only happened to yeah. me after doing Molly. Honestly, yeah, yeah. that's happened to me a, a handful of times too on acid. Where uh, that's why I was I was curious. I was like, oh damn, the the effects on your body are different than mine because. Like I've had that feeling where you said like the next day you feel like elevated and like clear minded and you feel in touch and in control of everything. And then I've had like more times than not where I'm like, well, I'm so staled out, bro. I'm like, I like I just feel like doled out of all my senses. Yeah. Like I just used all my fucking brain juice. It just got, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They all secreted out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess I mean, that probably also has to do with like, you know, the, the, the quality of what you're, you know, inducing what you're taking. Also, probably like you know how you're how well you're taking care of yourself that week, that month, that year. Yeah. So all these a bunch of different artifacts oh, dude, come into play. The like one thing for you to have like a good trip on any psychedelic is the setting. Like yeah, for body. sure. I think that's probably the most important thing, honestly. Yeah, the setting and the people you're with. Yeah, the, the saying is like you have to make sure or you have to be aware of the set and the setting. So the mindset that you're yeah, in, yeah. the setting that you're exactly. in. Exactly. Yeah, and also have you know have one of these laying around a good gallon of water it's i don't know why I'm, I'm always like <laughs> I, I feel like i'm like what if i get left without water even though those gas stations are where i'm like but i don't want to walk into a gas station then yeah. he's gonna know i'm tripping then i'm tripping I like carry one of these motherfuckers around Dude, <laughs> uh, i tried to like have a conversation one time yeah. with, like on acid i was just non-stop cracking up i was laughing non-stop it was so bad it was all bad like these people thought I was tripping, like or obviously I was <laughs> these tripping. These people thought I was tripping, but like, mean, they I thought saw that, was, like, that you were tripping. They saw that <laughs> yeah, I was tripping, yeah. but like they thought I was probably on like yeah, some yeah. other trivia shit, like some other <laughs> fucked up drug instead of like. Acid. Me, um, let me step into something else if you guys don't mind. Yeah. All right, have you ever brought any of this up to your family members, or do you keep it in the dark? Because a lot of other cultures outside um, yeah. Western cultures, they're pretty not open to the ideas because they're uh, usually like religion based and they're super yeah. hardcore into it. Yeah. Whether it be Catholicism, Mormonism, you know, Christianity. So I've thought <clears throat> about it. I have not brought it up to any of my family. I've yeah. hinted at it to my younger yeah, yeah. sister because yeah, yeah. she's like getting to that age where she may start experimenting with yeah. things like this. But Better with you than a stranger, huh? Yeah. And yeah. what what my mindset was in, in going through that whole process was I don't need to let them know like the the substance that I used to come to the the mindset that I am at at the resolution of the the psychedelic experience where what I want to show them is rather that like I am changed I, or I've I've changed for the better and that I'm like a better person I'm kinder yeah, yeah. more empathetic etc cetera, etc cetera. and if they can see that then they don't really need to know what happened what, what to get was there it? yeah yeah I mean uh the reason why I asked it is cuz like um I had I had always wanted to that oh, that'd be pretty cool if I like took like a small micro trip with like my parents you know to like be able because there's like a certain I feel like there's a certain wall <clears throat> that's very hard to like pass or traverse because of the cultural differences yeah. because of their backgrounds obviously they were raised on very my parents were raised super um, Christian like or Catholic yeah now they're way more mellowed out and pretty liberal honestly um, not so conservative but like I think it would be cool like if we just like just to start off, like take a little tote together or something, you know, to just be like, yeah, maybe they can kind of uh, see where I'm getting at, you know? So I, I always thought that'd be super cool. You were trying to like, your, would your parents completely be against that? I think my dad would be totally open to it. I'm pretty sure my yeah. dad did a maybe bunch have, of shit back in the day. Yeah, back in the day, yeah. Yeah. Well, how old is your father? Like 50? It's like 53, 54. Okay, so my parents are about the same. Yeah. So yeah, they, they were around here probably in the 80s, 70s, and that's when stuff was popping around here. Yeah. That's one thing, dude. That's one thing that like my dad... He's like super scared of me, like getting into like cocaine, cause like, yeah. and he like tells me like, no weed, weed leads to cocaine. I was like, yeah, nah, the classic, the classic click gateway yeah, yeah. drug. But like the thing is, is like, how do you like? He tells me like about all these two things. opposite effects. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Tell, not, not only tells me two opposite effects, but also tells me like, 
of all these other people that got into cocaine that he knew that he was hanging around with. Yeah. I was like, Dad, but if you were like hanging around with these people, wouldn't that mean that you were also you involved? were probably yeah, yeah, yeah. you were probably involved. He, in he that? was like, the one Christian. He's yeah, like, the, I'm no. not gonna touch nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm that one good alcohol. person that wasn't doing anything. Yeah, and if you're like, sticking to alcohol, you're gonna be more open to exactly. Just doing I was just shit, like, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like that. Like, like this is makeup. This doesn't work out. But the thing is, is that the effects he would tell me about the weed that he would like would would be the effects that you get on cocaine. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, like, Dad, don't tell me that you're yeah. that you were because every time i smoke weed i just want to mellow out and i go fucking kill someone yeah you don't feel, <laughs> yeah you don't feel like going burning out or, yeah, exactly. like, or fighting somebody or i don't know something violent aggressive that's the thing dude that's the thing that yeah but um speaking on that um moving on from so you went to the um college in cal right and cal, cal state and no, then i went to uc berkeley, berkeley. Or UC UC berkeley. berkeley. my bad I'm sorry and then after that what, what did you hop right into <laughs> Tell us what you were studying in Bursa. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you, you said something about someone who studied pain. No, that's actually just a hobby. But okay. <laughs> yeah. what, what I formally studied at Cal was nuclear engineering. Oh, shit. Damn. So you're so, telling us you can make a bomb. I, I'm just kidding. I, so we actually studied this, how to oh. make a bomb. And if I were to order the parts needed to make uh, like such an, an amount uh, of fuel, yeah. uh, it would be pinged immediately. And yeah, Department, Department of Homeland Security would be in my place. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, good thing he mentioned that because yeah, we, we just want to make sure we don't support terrorism here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we definitely we make it clear here for all uh, federal agencies out there listening. <laughs> so, did not intend we don't support. You know, we got all that. Even though, all we, even though me and Manny look like terrorists from ISIS. But I swear we're beans. I swear we're beans. I swear I'm Mexican. Luke, yeah. At least a good portion. Yeah, okay. So, you, Nuke, what, uh, what um, influenced you or what inspired you to go into that field? I think that I, I'm just growing up Asian, enjoying math, having an affinity for math and science, mm -hmm. and then not really knowing what I wanted to do. Okay. So you go into nuclear studies. Yeah, I, I remember in middle school, one, <laughs> yeah. one, one of the yeah. se like semester projects I did in seventh grade was uh, looking into nuclear fusion and nuclear fission, and that's like the earliest inkling I have of why the fuck did I go and like specialize in nuclear engineering? Mm -hmm. Were you like, oh, this is kind of cool, so might as well. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I think it's because I just have this this, this deep love for math and physics okay. and not wanting to be a math or physics major and being like, yeah, nuclear engineering. I think just the kind of person I am, I have this like very a large capacity for abstract thought, but I also realize that abstract thought without application is useless. Yeah, that ends up just being an um, insane person without a job. And that's where like engineering <clears throat> is like right in the middle of yeah. marine application. Okay, and then uh, how hard is it to find um, a job or a career in that field? Uh, it's not that hard. Yeah, I'm sure. But, I'm sure. Like the industry fields aren't just you going on working on an atomic bomb. It probably starts something very, um, very simple, right? Yeah. Like um, I don't know. Like, for, give us an example. Uh, so some of the things that you could work in, you could work in a power plant as an engineer who mm -hmm. oversees uh, power plant operations. Mm -hmm. Other things you can do is it's pretty high. I'm assuming that's a high pay rate for how dangerous of a, it's, it's a high pay rate, but it's is. also like a, a large amount of hours per week, something like 70 to 80 hours a week. I would oh, not shit. see you doing that, dude. Just your yeah. long hair and a lab coat. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> just fucking ripping I could the lab see coat. If he lost all the muscle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. Like, in just ripping the lab coat. <laughs> like, he just like, we're about oh, to have a that's nuclear the, fit. That's the Incredible Hulk, too. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I was going to say, that's like pretty much kind of what happened with the uh, banner, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's the Asian banner. Yeah. <laughs> he's the Filipino <laughs> banner. Yeah. You like hear that. Marvel? I like that. Yeah, dude. Mar you hear that, Marvel? 
Marvel. Marvel, if you, you hey, you guys are into fucking uh, PC culture. You guys want to be inclusive. The first Fili- first Asian fucking Hulk, dude. <laughs> we got the he, Filipino Hulk. Yeah, right? he first looks, meets Conan the Barbarian. Exactly. There you yeah, go. Yeah, he already like got the same body type as uh, what's his name, Luke Ferrigno. Instead, <laughs> instead of purple yeah, shorts, instead yeah. of purple shorts, it'll be uh, a singlet, a purple singlet, purple singlet, and some sandals. Yeah, and and some sandals. sandals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. You can work in a power plant. You. You know that they're decommissioning a bunch of power plants, so there's there's a lot of opportunities to be part of the decommissioning process, where that takes so many years, and also uh, when nuclear or like spent nuclear fuel is deposited, the amount of thought that needs to go into that, so that that doesn't affect the surrounding. I was gonna say um, it's really important. Do you know like what is the? I know there's no uh, permanent way to get rid of. What do they do? Don't they just like enclose it in like a ridiculous amount of concrete and just seal it that's so it right like that or they just bury it underground away <clears throat> from water sources yeah i mean that's crazy that we it's just insane that we have this much um capability of of um just so creating is, this isn't type that of stuff. bad for the environment though i mean of course it, yeah, it like is, even if they still dig it in there can it still it's leave? gonna grow out but we yeah. can also yeah. think in terms of uh like how bad does coal impact the environment oh, how bad terrible. do do other yeah. things impact the environment and if you look into the the numbers of, of I don't know, like whatever percentage damage to the, the earth. If you I can, know nuclear is a lot less than, than it coal. Is, it is a lot less and it is a lot more sustainable. And the main reason why there is like damage to the earth is because of the, the startup cost, which requires coal and other industries. Okay. So a big, a big part of, or a big thing that so I sort of grew into was this proponent of nuclear power as the green option. As a, okay. But it, it was more like, a, oh, I'm going to be a nuclear engineer. Or I have to be a part of, or I have to be the champion for this, this thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <clears throat> so, but aside I mean, from that, uh, you can also work in a totally unrelated field and just let people know that you're good at math and physics and, and science and shit. Yeah, like I'm that. sure that you could have probably worked for like Tesla. You could work for like, Tesla. You could work for like a hedge fund or something. You could, you could you could also end up at McDonald's, man. You could work oh, at McDonald's and just be, out here. Have you seen a, a Google <laughs> hunting? You could be a janitor who likes to solve math problems. There you yeah. go. <laughs> oh yeah, he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you? What do you uh, if you don't mind me asking, what are you working right now? So I work in something mm. totally unrelated. I was assuming so. Yeah. I, I I work as a powerlifting coach. So the, the backstory on that, the backstory on that, it's actually one of the, one of the motivations for this. Is that this a tattoo, tattoo or an injury? It's a, it's a new tattoo I got okay. maybe two or three hours ago. Oh, sh- oh shit. Who, who was the artist? It was uh, Jay from Aces Over Eights. You okay. want to give him a shout out? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Shout out Jay from, uh, Jay, Jay Watkins, Jay Watkins from, from Aces, Aces. Over Eights. Aces well, yeah. over shout out, out to Jay Watkins. Shout, yeah. shout out to the boy. Give, give us the two yeah. free bean tattoos. Doc. We'll <laughs> yeah, shout you real. out for every episode. Doc. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I actually wanted that. I was thinking about getting a little bean tattoo. Like, you get one on your left, I'll get one on my right nut. Uh, yeah, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, that's two like, beans in yeah. one bowl, dude. Instead of, how about this? Instead of getting a tattoo, we just get it like, you know how they stamp uh, cows? Oh, yeah, a, a branding? A branding, yeah. That's just going to look like a bad birthmark. Dude, <laughs> like we if you got that, ringworm. But it's literally just one oh second. God. You just get that yeah. shit out of the fire. I don't need your left eye. Just no, dude, on their ball sack from the back. Oh, dude. Just, from the back? Yeah. Oh, from the why back? from the back? Oh I took it from God. the front. Because, fool, when a girl like when a girl's sucking your dick, that way you tell her, lift up my oh, balls. Yeah. And there's just a fucking bean. Dude, okay, dude. Think, think about how wrinkly the sack is. It's not going to look like a bean. It's going to look like a fucking hexagon. But exactly. Your balls are going to have to be 
be hanging low, you know? Oh, my God. It's going to look like the Pokemon Ghastly down there. I mean, unless you want it on your butt cheek, dog. You can take it on your butt cheek, Ah, too. dude. We'll speak about where we're getting tattooed later. Okay, so what'd you end up getting? My bad. Sorry to uh So what did I get? Yeah, what'd you get? Uh, I just showed Manny when I walked in, but it is this, it's this, this character from this painting that I really like. Mm. Let me pull it up for you. You're into the arts, huh? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fucking nerd. So there's the the low resolution picture. You got all of this there? No, I just got the guy on the right. Oh, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like that was yeah. goddamn son. Like, Those are some giant ass yeah. hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, that's a fucking mural. So I got that little guy, and it 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 speaks to what I'm about to talk about, which okay. is okay. Study nuclear engineering, come from this uh, traditional Asian family, want to go down, want to either be an engineer, a doctor, or a nurse because uh -huh. that's what Asians and Filipinos do. But when I was uh. Entering uh, right before entering my senior year at Cal, I landed this internship with Juggernaut Training Systems. Where shout out to my old dad, my old dad, your old dad, <laughs> Chad Wesley Smith. I'm gonna talk to your dad. I'm like, hey, you know, he has another daddy, right? Like, puto. <laughs> he's, a, he's a blue eyed fucking baby. Yeah, I'm your fucking daddy, fool. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm the he's only like, fucking you came out of my nutsack, fool. <laughs> okay, anyway, okay, keep going. Shut up. So, so Chad Wesley Smith started Juggernaut Training Systems and he was this, this stud uh, track and field athlete turned powerlifter who has this amazing talent at at gathering all these different experts from different fields and directing them in, in the same direction. Or, and, and where his his thing was, we want to make the freakiest, strongest, most resilient athletes possible and, oh, damn. and get them as strong as possible and have physical therapy to back it up, have nutrition to back it up, have program design, everything to back it up. So I landed that internship somehow where the main reason why is, is Chad also went to Cal and one of the, the PhDs in sport physiology, he was previously studying nuclear engineering before he turned in, before he turned to physiology as his major. So Chad was going through everyone's uh, applications and shit. And he's like, Oh, this guy could be the next Dr. Mike. I wonder if there's like a um and you are and that's and that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, dude, he's fucking savage. Like so thanks you, to that, like I was able to like get into powerlifting. So you guys work in a group that you guys all kind of um complied or just like ended up working collaborated collaborated with. Yeah. And how many of is it, of you guys? So the roughly of the coaches that were there, there was one, two, three, between four and five. There were like four big ones, but then there was a fifth one. Damn, and there's two people who studied uh nuclear science. Oh, in nuclear? Yeah. Oh, there was like fifteen people, probably. Uh, I meant like in the in the group that you the um the training group that you're in. Oh, in now. the training group yeah, that yeah. I'm in now. Uh, like, how many athletes am I coaching? No, like, uh, <clears throat> how many trainers are there? Like, uh, oh, so I I work as a trainer by myself. Okay. Oh, okay. So okay. So I'm this right. was like an internship that he was able to get. Gotcha. Okay. Working. Okay. Yeah. All right. Or where <laughs> there was like all these. This, this group of collaborating experts who funneled all this shit, all this like amazing knowledge uh -huh. into this tiny brain. That's what's up, dude. And that's so where you got the, another second education, huh? And mm -hmm. isn't that where like the name Prometheus Strength comes from too? Like, yeah, isn't so, that where you like wanted to stem that name from like the whole like Prometheus story background? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. You're intimately aware of this. So yeah. uh, I have uh, an affinity for Greek mythology. Uh, the people that I learned from the target population was really high level elite the elite of elite athletes where my background is I grew up uh, wearing glasses and having asthma and I played on the football team at Montgomery High School but I could play one really good one or two really good plays and then I'd be winded for the rest of the game and I'm the kid who would run one lap in in, in PE for the mile and then I would 
like be fucking gasping for air for the next 13 minutes as I walk the rest of it. So I come from this background of being a totally shitty athlete and who's who in my mind is absolutely not genetically gifted for sport period. Cause I, you had asthma, had asthma and then just like had a poor aerobic base, poor athletic base because I didn't play sports growing up because I had asthma. So being able to intern at Juggernaut, learn all this amazing stuff from people and then see that it's all being catered to people who I don't identify with. That That's where, I wouldn't say it was a disagreement, but it was like that's where the our trajectories changed or I I, I branched off to do my own thing. Yeah, so yeah. So my, my mission from that point was I wanted to give all of this great information. I would basically teach people how to squat, bench, press, deadlift, how to use their bodies, how to experience strength training and all these, these wonderful benefits that come from it, but not be like these stud athletes. I wanted, yeah, I wanted yeah. to, to give that to you. It's like regular people or people who traditionally don't have access to, yeah, yeah. to fitness exercise, et cetera, because like people who, who exercise, it's like, it's almost a sign of uh, luxury that you have this free time and energy to, yeah, to, for sure. To go and, like exert yourself when people do it for fucking manual labor. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> I work in construction. So. I'm the other one. I'm the other one, the one that's, that that has time. That has time. Yeah. yeah. And so Prometheus is the myth of Prometheus is that he and his his brother they're both titans in Greek mythology, and they sided with the gods when the gods overthrew all the other titans. And then as as reward, Zeus told Prometheus and his brother, "You can create all the the creatures on Earth." This is the the Greek creation myth, and like from that point on. Prometheus's brother Epimetheus, he he made like armadillos and owls and shit and gave them all these shells and claws and wings and all this cool shit. And Prometheus, he made he made man and he got a bunch of clay and made this soft mm. fucking two arm, two leg creature. But his brother used up all the cool little dude. All the uh, pretty much yeah, all the cool yeah. little materials. And little Prometheus cool is like, My fucking babies, they're gonna be on Earth and they're gonna be they're gonna be uh so vulnerable to everything. I need to give them something. Yeah. So Prometheus, he runs up to Mount Olympus, and this is where the Olympic fire, runner right? comes from. So he takes fire from from the gods, brings it back, and imbues it into mankind. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to represent knowledge, culture, wisdom, and all and like community, character, all these things. That, yeah, yeah, all things that, that make humanity humanity, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you um um since you're you're a nerd as well as I am, did you ever, did you watch the movie Prometheus? I it has nothing I've, to do with I've the watched, Greek I've watched mythology, it a couple but times. It does kind of, and I've fallen asleep through it every oh, single time. No, <laughs> no, it was so good. Yeah. It's so fucking good. It's so interesting, dude. Yeah, when the movie came out, is is I would say a similar time, or maybe a little bit before I started uh, my coaching business. Yeah, yeah. And people would keep telling me, "Oh, like the movie," and I'm like, uh, "Oh I no, I know it's nothing movies. related to the movie. I just thought yeah. it was uh, the movie is pretty fucking fantastic. I think because yeah, isn't it, that the movie before? Uh, it's like the like Precursor to Alien. Yeah, Precursor to Alien. Yeah, I didn't. But really it like speaks it. about um, like t- the Titans or the, titans, the creators yeah. or the, you know the yeah. um, the architects, which is you know the aliens who might have created humanity. I need to rewatch it, or I need yeah. to give it a, an honest watching. Yeah, yeah, man, just try it out, man. I mean, if you, did you watch? Did you enjoy Interstellar? I loved Interstellar. That's a great movie, right? Yeah. It's this, it's um it's kind of the same style. Um, it's not based on action. It's just you know a great dialogue mm-hmm. has a lot of great character detail, and it kind of goes into like, um you know stuff about space and time. So mm-hmm. I think uh, I love that stuff. 
Even though I'm not studying it, but you know, when, you get, when you get stowed and you're <laughs> fucking watching shit at 12 a.m. in the morning, you know, you're like, damn, I can understand. So this instead shit. of instead <laughs> yeah. of watching those uh, those, uh watching, those men like build pools and build houses and stuff out of mud and sticks oh, and stuff, I love you, that shit, though, dude. It's so good. Oh, uh, dude, when you so see good. when you see two guys that are half naked and they're sweating, dude, and they're just using mm, dirt to build dude, stuff, you know, yeah, there's nothing uh, better is, than that. I'm in Zay's backyard. Every yeah, dude. <laughs> back when we were freaking lifting. <laughs> yeah, you guys built a hut. No, we were back uh, back in the day. We would like lift in the rain just in like freaking oh, yeah, like, yeah, shirtless sometimes yeah. dude those are some really great times man just those like amazing lift, this, uh, and now just, you got two hernias now i had two hernias <laughs> yeah, dude nah. i got two hernias well i'm pretty sure it was that the smoking and the dabbing constantly coughing just fucking, that lifestyle that irresponsible we, yeah. <laughs> irresponsible just you being can't yeah. keep on track just like me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not talking shit i'm just pointing out things that are uh similar you know, where we, yeah, we're we're that's yeah. why we're in the same shitty show that's why we're the same <laughs> yeah. and that's why we have the basically yeah. the same beam profile picture and, uh, uh, that's two beans, one bowl for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, for sure, dude. Fucking. With one Asian bean today. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he's got. Yeah, he's got. It's uh, like a fusion. What is yeah. uh? What is uh? What is what's the main? You guys eat beans out there? I actually just made some lentils yesterday. Uh but do you guys have your own style of lentils out there? Uh it's it's like mung beans. Have you had mung beans before? Um, no, I've heard of hummung. But that's probably different that's nation. A, it's like a people. That's yeah, people. That's yeah. It's a nation of people, yeah, right? But, Not yeah. even a nation. They're, they're kind of like uh, they don't they don't have a nation, right? They're like uh, kind of like um, gypsies, right? They're like a. Culture. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I used to date one. I don't know. She told me about it, but you okay. know, you're too busy slamming. That's interesting. But, um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, you ate some lentils. You guys fuck with lentils out there? Yeah, we. Lo- it's like the healthiest Filipino food that exists. I love lentils, dog. Lentils are fire, dude. Fire, a little, dog. little salchicha in there, uh, dude. Yeah, little, I, well, he saw me that time. I threw all veggies in there and <laughs> cut up some fucking sausage yeah, in there. Yeah. You guys fuck with sausage. That's pork, dog. So that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 we fucking. Oh, uh, dude, that, shit, uh, dude. What is it? That little uh, lumpia? Oh, lumpia, lumpia so lumpia. fire, dude. What's that? When is the next lumpia festival, dude? It's a uh, it's a Filipino spring roll. So I think a spring roll, but extra fried and extra meaty. And uh, that's much and better because you, isn't there a little dipping sauce too that you like yeah, dip it into? It's like a sweet and sour kind of thing, huh? It's like a what is it, spicy plum or like uh, a spicy chili or sweet chili sauce? Ooh, yeah, dude, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm hungry. This is all good. Shit. Um, <laughs> a new Filipino restaurant just opened up. I'm gonna say like five minutes from here. I was just gonna say that though. Me and my dad were just talk. We were talking about like, like, dude, I don't. We don't know any fucking Filipino because we used to have some Filipino neighbors and they would cook a shit and we'd be like, oh, shit's fire. Yeah. We're like, we do. We can't find any restaurant. And then like, we just found that one you're talking about. I can't yeah. remember what it's called, but it's like a little mom and pop, right? Yeah, I've been there once. Pop. The food's pretty good. Right. But then I, I go home. I'm like, I could just make this myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of how it is when uh, you know, there's so many Mexican restaurants here, dude. And like, obviously, you get you become accustomed to your <laughs> your mother's cooking, your father's cooking. And you're just gonna be like, this is way fucking better. Yeah. I'm just paying 10 bucks, 15 bucks for nothing. <laughs> I have all the ingredients here. I'm just too lazy to cook for 20 minutes, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's all the same shit, dude, you know? Oh, definitely, dude. That's that's why, like, my mom, like, every time, like, oh, do you want any, like, Mexican, do you want any Mexican food or family? She's like, nah. I'm like, why? Why? She's like, I don't even like <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. not even as good, you know? It's never as good. It's no. never. You pretty never much always get disappointed, but that one out of 10 times, and you're like, whoa, this is pretty good. You're like, uh, uh, oh, dude, there's that one hitter. There's always that one restaurant hitter that you just can't stop going to. What's, the, you, what's the restaurant you hit up, dude? I, I do. I'll do Elroy's, dude. Elroy's? Elroy's. I'm, a, I'm an Elroy boy. I'm an Elroy boy. Where is Elroy? Elroy's on Sebastopol Road. The closest one is on Sebastopol Road. It's like also right in Petaluma. Yeah, it's also in Petaluma. Do they have a taco truck? Yeah, what? They do. They okay, do. I think I drove by that this morning. Yeah. Okay, man. Okay. You need to take a drive right after you get off of this. <laughs> Go so get a little drive shrimp down and steak to Sebastopol Road. Okay. You got like four 
No, five nah, uh, like taco six. trucks. Probably six trucks on that one. Yeah. And uh, it's like right across the one Elenitas, the one that like mm-hmm. everybody goes to after the bars. Mm-hmm. And um, but you got to ask for the shrimp and steak burrito. The shrimp and steak. It's yeah. so juicy and so. Shri- fire. Uh, yeah, or the shrimp tacos, or, or the shrimp or a classic Mexican fun. hot dog, or dude. the Mexican. What hot the dog fuck is a Mexican hot dog? Dude, it's, it's a <laughs> bunch of like grilled onions, a hot Peppers. dog wrapped in bacon. I know you you'd fuck with that. Damn peppers. Yeah, so it's like amazing. so so like your basic American hot dog, except yeah. that now it's wrapped in bacon and then there's jalapeno slices in it. Sometimes they'll put like a creamy sauce in there, mm. and then you got chopped lettuce, tomatoes, grilled onions, um, and some bell peppers. Sometimes yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, dude, oh, shit. it's a hearty meal, but fucking goddamn, oh, I love the so way you good. say fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, no, it's fucking great, dude. It's fucking tremendous. Um, but I don't really have any favorite uh, Mexican restaurants around no. here. You just fuck with Asian food mostly. Mostly just cook my own food. Well, I'm assuming if you're like doing, you know, your weight stuff. I don't even cook Filipino food that no. often. It's like, oh, to remind myself, oh, I, can, I, I identify with this culture. But yeah, yeah. Just like once in a while, I just not forget your roots. So yeah. what do you usually eat like on a regular basis? Like I what's eat, your go to? I eat. Uh, How many calories do you intake a day? Let's let's get there. Uh, between 2,200 and 3,000. Per day. Well, that's uh, not a lot. No, I thought I thought you're I thought you're gonna how say something. Like, well, first s- of all, how much do you weigh? How much do you do? Do you think I weigh? I think it's like one ninety. One ninety? Nah. Nah. Two twenty five. Two twenty five. Okay. In in the middle, I'm a two eleven. Two eleven. Two eleven. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my each, weight cl- each fucking. Uh, pack is like at least 40. I can live off his fucking off his packs for like a week. Dude, and I could just like put my <laughs> yeah, chest yeah. on there or my head on there. And if just I like fillet it, dude. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Just, yeah. Fall, just like fall asleep. If he shakes it, it fast just... enough, he'll give you CTE. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he shakes it fast <laughs> yeah, enough, it gives me some fast concussion, dude. Yeah, 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 dude. Okay, anyways, in the silly shit. So you're 22 to 3,000? 22 to 3,000, where. My weight class is 93 kilos or 205 pounds, so I need to get from 211 to around 205. Dang, dude. Or even below that. But I actually have a really intricate... What do you walk around at, like, not really giving a shit about your weight? <clears throat> Which I know you do, but... Uh, like, 210 to 215. That's like a Oh, so it's like a, so it's like a super easy drop for you, then. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is not drink water for, what, two days? Yeah. Or drink yeah. water and then pee a lot. Yeah, and yeah pee, pee a lot. lot and, and, like, don't have any uh, food that stays in my stomach. No sugars, obviously, and stuff like that. Uh, closer, closer to Wayans, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you, um, by any chance, do you follow, um, any, uh, fi- uh, like MMA or any fighting sports? Are you into UFC at all? I don't, I don't really follow, uh, no. f- uh, combat sports, but my best friend is a, he just turned pro last year as a oh, Mu- really? Muay Thai fighter. Oh, shit, dude, that's correct. I know Muay Thai is a hard motherfucking sport, especially, um, like competing against like, uh, Muay Thai, um, you know, uh, people who are actually like, uh, what's the correct uh, what's the correct term for Thai people Just Thai people or like yeah, Thai you don't people. say like Thailandese or something I'd say Thai, Thai people. people okay yeah. well for the Thai people who grew up there like I know they start like at age 5 like yeah. kicking down fucking coconut trees and shit yeah. like palm trees so he actually lived there for I would say a year and a half oh yeah and he just got back uh Seven or eight months ago. What's like um? That. What's his background in ethnicity? So he's he's a he's a fucking white dude. He's a white dude who who's whose friends growing up were were my my other best friend who's Mexican and then me. Okay, so he was super influenced by it, not his culture. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, maybe something like that. But he's he's like a total white dude. He feels like John Claude Van Damme in the movie Bloodsport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm the villain. <laughs> I was just like, I was tying it in, and he's Bolo, dude. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, he uh, looks for like, those of you who don't know, he looks like Bolo Young, Y E U N G. Look him up. He looks exactly like him, a little less light skinned. I mean, a little more light skinned. <coughs> Better looking, but same body style. When, look when, him up. When I was uh, when I was in Berkeley, every now and then, I would get it like once a week. Somebody on the street saying, "Hey, has anyone ever told you you look like Bolo Young?" <laughs> Dude, I should take a picture with you. And, uh, let me take a selfie with you. My, my dad would be like, "Holy fuck, you know Bolo!" <laughs> like he would be so stoked. My dad, uh, my dad, my dad loves Jean Claude Van Damme. Honestly, <laughs> if he has his hair in two braids, he looks like like India Maria, fool. <laughs> India, Ma- oh, come on. Also, Sacagawea. Uh, oh yeah, Sacagawea. Yeah, yeah. I could pull those photos up, but it would take uh, me. Uh, Dude, he has a picture somewhere. It's like <laughs> Yeah. He looks somewhere where he has his uh, where he damn. has his Ethnically hair made in like braids, yeah. and he looks exactly like the India Maria. Dude. Oh, my, oh god. my god, it was so hilarious when he, I saw it. So he looks in between a fucking uh, a villain, um, fucking martial artist, and a fucking and indigenous Mexican woman. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, "What the fuck does he look That's like?" Pretty accurate. That's yeah. pretty accurate. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh man! Fucking hell! I don't really, I don't even remember what the fuck we were going. Oh yeah, so your buddy uh, went to go study uh, study uh, Thai box or kickboxing. Kickboxing, yeah, he's a pro uh, Thai fighter, and the extent of my understanding of combat sports is the principles that I know of strength training and just training athletes in general, and looking at uh, what are the movements and what is the style of training that Thai fighters go through or, or people who who compete in, in the Muay Thai. And what was really interesting recently was him telling me about his experience living in Thailand for for a year to a year and a half in, in, in that the style of fighting in Thailand is so much different than the style in, in, in America where... Oh, yeah, for sure. Something <laughs> He said so there was something like... Or he, Wouldn't he's, it be like, isn't there like a completely different rhythm? Like everything, right? Also, the rules too the are rules? really okay. a lot different. Yeah, as far as like damage wise. I've watched a little bit of kickboxing um, internationally. Like not me over there, but you know, on yeah. TV and stuff. And I think yeah. part of it comes from, uh, like you said, they that they are training from childhood, quote unquote, training Muay Thai since their since childhood, so that when they are older and they're in competitions, they have this relaxed confidence about them, and they also know that it's like I don't need to go out and fucking kill this person. Where yeah. if, if they, they, they like they want to put on a good show and they want to like express who's who's going to win, but they don't need to fucking kill the other person. Whereas yeah. in, in the US, like, it's like, yeah. I'm going to go to fucking war. I'm going to yeah, this yeah. guy's ass. I'm going to go tie them, let, let them know like, what's up in America. Is yeah. that the type of approach you live, like you you come into like lifting a weight? Like, I'm going to fucking kill this weight. So my, my approach now, it, nowadays, probably back then, it was more like, I'm going to fucking kill it. I'm going to show everyone I'm the fucking alpha male in the goddamn room. Yeah. But now, now it's a... Uh, it, the, the best way I would describe it is treating it like I'm a professional athlete, even though like good luck being a fucking professional athlete as a power lifter. But I approach it like a professional. This is, this is what I do. Seriously. I want to be great at what I do. I know the work that I need to do. I go in, do it. That's it. Okay. So like, there's like a more calmness to you now when you lift. Yeah, totally. That's sick. And it, and it as you're aware, it comes with uh, having practiced technique for so long where the technique comes more automatically the more you practice. Whereas when you're first learning it and you're nervous, just like when you're learning any sort of new thing, you're nervous and you feel unsure of yourself and you kind of want to like, you need to puff your chest up and show people like, I'm not as nervous or as afraid as I think that I, or as, as I may feel on the inside. Yeah. Cause um, <clears throat> there's something that like back when I was boxing before I started powerlifting, um, my boxing coach told me, he's like, you got to keep on doing it. Like he was, he was big about footwork and he was like, you got to do the footwork at least 10,000 times before anything. Like, 
So every morning before like we started practice, we'd always work like on our footwork or everything. Yeah. Because he's like, it, you got to do it like ten thousand times for, so it comes like muscle memory. So like you can do it like whenever. And it was like the same thing with lifting. Like I felt like after doing it for, like for like as long as I did, like I'm able to like lift because I feel like I know how it feels like. Yeah. Like, now I'm not worried about like my technique being bad. Like I can. Yeah. Like I feel like a sort of calmness, like knowing that like my technique. Is and it's it's great. crazy because like just seeing that process unfold how rapidly it happened was amazing it was fucking ridiculous you got so strong so fast <laughs> and your technique just dialed in so fast but you walk into any commercial gym right now and it's like these people are, are getting material or information from so many different sources they don't know what to follow yeah. so they just bounce from program to program or like this style of technique to that style of technique and nothing ever settles whereas like you were i i don't i guess you could say like fortunate that oh, I was, I was fortunate, and that that I could give you this like information that you could really trust in, and and sort of tune everything else out aside from Brandon Allen and yeah. his beard and his belly. his belly and his <laughs> eighty eight tattoo on his big old belly, yeah, yeah everything. Yeah. But um, yeah, dude, like I was super like grateful because it's like the I didn't really know how to lift before like I learned you, and like the fact that I was like so new to like lifting, and I was able to like learn and like to like dial in my technique and like not fall for like any false like other techniques yeah. or anything you, you were literally the first person that i coached after coming back from juggernaut who yeah. was like a fresh slate yeah dude that felt like yeah definitely and like i felt like you like you were talking about being like putting that confident face like when you were like coaching and training at the same time which honestly it worked because i was like super confident in what i was learning i was yeah. like yeah i'm totally learning yeah like what i need to learn to like know how to lift but uh but yeah it's like what is so dissatisfying to me as a as a coach as a person who sees how rampant it is the the mis misinformation that's out there and how easy it is for trainers to basically sell snake oil to the regular person that's that's like the exact antithesis of what i stand for it's like um is just, that like a person has to be lucky that they that a coach that like gives a fuck about them yeah is like nearby and they're affordable for them and then not only that, but it's like a lot of these people just like because they look good. Yeah. Just because they have like a little bit of muscle because they're skinny and like because they have a little bit of abs, they're just like, oh, yeah, I'll train you. I know how, exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. And and like that, the lay person has been conditioned to look for a, a vein in the bicep or, or just like a little bit of leanness or yeah. person is, is, is looks That's what attractive. I look for, man. Right. I'm going to trust I ain't gonna lie. versus like. <clears throat> let me um let me break open the question, man. Um, This might be an ignorant question, but. Um, like to go from powerlifting and like say the strongman competition, is that a big, is that a big different area, whole different area? So it, it still falls sure under the umbrella of strength sport where yeah. it's like you're exerting yourself under really, really heavy yeah. loads. But, but let's say like, could, um, would it be like, um, a normal or an easy transition, say from a, just a strict powerlifter? into a strongman competition or would you have to go into other things to just even get your feet like wet? Uh, I, I would say it would be, it, it would probably be easier if you transition from powerlifting to strongman than just going from strong or to strongman directly mm -hmm. because you will have, uh, assuming you have a couple years of strength training experience under your belt after powerlifting. Yeah. Now you have, sure. uh, like more of a muscular base and strength base to work with. Mm -hmm. And you, you kind of understand what training is like where, whether it's training for strongman, whether it's training for powerlifting, whether, whether it's training for weightlifting, which is in the Olympics, mm -hmm. like all these strength sports all like sort of follow the same principles okay. of strength training. <clears throat> Do you follow any of the strongman competitions? I just happened to watch one, uh, I think last year's competition, just was I, it, I was, was in a bar. Was the one that was on 
on TV. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And the guy was deadlifting the, the Russian guy, and he's bled from his. Nose. Yeah, he like fucking <laughs> broke a fucking uh, blood vessel from so much like pressure in his fucking. Yeah. Face. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy who played the mountain in Game of Thrones. Yeah, um, uh, Half Thor Thorjensen or yeah. uh, Half Thor Bojorns. I can't. Jorgensen. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. He's just pretty. Much, yeah, just he the plays the mountain, right? The mountain, the mountain. Yeah, La yeah. Montaña for you Mexicans out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, so strongman is more of a spectacle. Yeah, kind of thing, and okay. it, it historically has been where instead of just lifting a thousand pounds, it's going to be a thousand pounds. Where, but it's, it's like, like winning a, a or, truck or something. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be. It's an entertainment sport, um, even yeah. though it's a very serious sport. Obviously, yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. And that's that's like what powerlifting is is so. It's like being torn between. Do we want to be like WWE? These super larger than yeah. life, juiced out of their gills mm. personalities, or do we want it to be like yeah. where these people who are are drug free and they want to compete? Yeah. For in sure. a sport that is like strict yeah. and shit. I yeah, because like, I feel like a lot of the Instagram like powerlifters is that's where like people are stuck between between being like an Instagram like Instagram yeah. powerlifter and then like an influencer, like Instagram influencer, like an Instagram influencer type powerlifter where like they got all these followers and they're posting like booty pics or they're posting like muscle shirtless yeah. pics and they're. Do all you like ever take uh, take booty pics or? Oh, uh, definitely. You ever just like worn, or, or have you ever taken a picture in like a fucking speedo? Like, have you ever gotten? I've competed in bodybuilding shows. Have you done that thing where you like, where you do, uh, what's it called? Like black body instead of black face? You know how they like tan themselves? Well, like, you don't oh, need it because you're oh, tan yeah, yourself. He, that's what bodybuilding is, fool. Yeah. yeah so, you go chocolate body, they call it? So I, 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 I was, uh, <laughs> yeah. I got Oompa Loompa body. I was orange. <laughs> Why <laughs> would you weird. go orange? I, I had no fucking idea. I just trusted my, my bodybuilding coach at the time. Do they like, um, do they enforce that? I know it was because it makes the everything color? pop out against lighting because of reflection. Cause I, I, I don't get, think they, uh, they judge or, or I don't think they police the, the, what color you use. Yeah. Yeah. But they do. Do they? Joe will just show you? up in a black sharpie mark. <laughs> yeah. black sure sharpie. There's some sort of subjective. I'll thing. just fucking pull my spray gun, my paint spray gun, just fucking. Just, close your mouth, dude. I think this my mistake. Black. I went yeah. to the ta- or I went uh, putting went, Nutella in there. I went to the spray <laughs> tanning place that primarily catered to white people. Yeah, that's a big mistake, huh? Yeah, so you went orange. Yeah, I, I was orange. You were orange. So you're like, so you're like, from your shirt down was like your normal skin tone, and then oh, also your whole body, right? <laughs> oh, it was my whole body. <laughs> oh, I even body. took off my my underwear. Yeah, I didn't have to because yeah. you're not gonna show your balls on stage. But yeah, yeah, I did it for the experience. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I did it for did the you experience. Did it sting at all in there? When no, you it, got... was just, it was just cold. Yeah, did your did you jump? Your whole there? junk was orange too. Yeah. Oh man, it looked like a, a yeah. Sherbert fucking icicle or Sherbert <laughs> fucking popsicle. <laughs> yeah. You don't see the hand gestures. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a push pop. Yeah, that's, a push, that's what I meant. Yeah, Sherbert push pop, dude. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'd always seen those guys and um, I'm like, why the fuck would they? Like, I know it makes the body, like, I know it gets the light and, like, you put the oils and it makes everything pop out. Yeah. It just looks so weird. It's just so. It is such a it weird looks sport. very weird, man. And especially like, when you can't like, touch anything after, right? Like, cause yeah. they're like cause especially because like, when they're like people are light skin tones, yeah. it looks very like yeah, black guys like, are already black, so yeah. it looks natural. Like brown guys, like maybe they get a little bit tanner, but when white people do, it's like this is something really. And weird. when you see them on on stage and you see like the stage photos, it looks it looks pretty nice, or it looks all yeah. right. It looks like. Uh, but in life, but in in person, you're like, damn, this person's fucking black. <laughs> yeah, this person's dark as shit. They, they look unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. Then it's like, that, like, aren't those people are so cramping? Like, isn't there like constant cramps? Because it's just like you're so dehydrated. You just keep doing this pose you're, all the time. Yeah, you're yeah. so dehydrated. You're tightening your muscles up so much that you're just like and, constant. Yeah. Cramps. And yeah, there's just so much uh, bro science as opposed to actual rehydration science happening. Yeah. So yeah. they don't really mm-hmm. uh, have their electrolyte balance. You take a lot of CBD. Nope. No CBD. I take a lot of caffeine. 
Mm. He's well, all I'm natural, in, right? I mean, well, and, CBD and is natural. But like, no. It's, a, it's, it's an anti-inflammatory. If, if you're tested for it in competition, you would get, you would, you would test CBD comes through? Yeah. Mm. Even though it has like 0.5 less than THC? They're like testing picograms of THC now? I don't fucking know. I, all I know is it's like not worth. Yeah, I don't know. I just know. I just know the terminology. I don't know what picograms yeah. mean. I just know it's a very small measurement. I heard in UFC, so I'm spitting it back up. <laughs> yeah, because someone got busted for like <clears throat> something like uh, I think it's minus six or minus seven. Yeah, like uh, John Jones had gotten uh, tested for a tainted supplement. Um, like his supplement company had like um other like um other products going through and there was like a something so absurd it was like i don't know like 0.10 of one gram of like you know some yeah. kind of steroid in it like oh bro like that you're, you're using steroids but it would never affect your actual performance you know yeah have you ever used steroids i have I'm, never uh, no. i was like you the little pause got me dude I yeah i was about to be like yeah. i have i was about to be like dude i want to take steroids just to see what it feels like I don't lift. I just take steroids and play video games. I'll maybe get hella better. I would love to just like live the Space Jam experience. And yeah. Take, oh yeah. Drink. Uh, what's it called? You got the secret stuff. The secret <laughs> stuff. <laughs> hey, Mike. Let me get that secret stuff. Watch us get shut down because of that. <laughs> no, not because of steroids. <laughs> because of what you just said right now. Hey, like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. What they get fucking they license fucking ban us. Yeah. yeah. They fucking sue us for like 1.5 million. Oh, uh, here you go. Dude. Why would I want your old beard? <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I thought you were sharing something. I think we we're like on a DMT experience. We're playing on the same consciousness plane. Um, <laughs> fuck. So yeah, okay, no steroids. You you stay all natural. I mean, that's that's a big feat, man. Because I'm sure, like, <clears throat> you have any being, competitions coming up soon? I do. I have state champs in July, and I'm planning to compete at nationals in October. What are you Ooh. shooting for? What are you? So they raised the qualifying total for Nash Nats nationals by like 90 kilos in my weight class so i'm gonna need like a 600 squat uh low four like a 415 bench and then a 700 deadlift or like a 680 700 deadlift which i think is doable okay you can do that but what, what i really want to aim for like my ambitious goal is a low to mid six squat like a 430 to a 450 bench my bench is feeling pretty fucking nice right now what's so a, um what's what's like an easy bench what's the easy squat for you like not going so low, but something you're like something that's up there, but not like you're like okay, I can do it without really stressing myself. Like five hundred, pretty pretty like I'd, I'd say five hundred. Like okay, relax, and then your top. My best squat right now is five fifty, but that's without a belt. Without the <clears throat> the strap right here. Yeah, and I've been training beltless for a couple Does, of years. Um, but the belt in, does help in competitions. That just helps your muscles keep tight, right? Or just keep everything without. It, it keeps the this pressure. tight, so it keeps that, the core tight, right? So that the core is not the limiting factor. Yeah. Any, or it, it is not as likely to be the limiting factor. It's more <laughs> like how strong your legs are becomes the limiting yeah. factor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, dude. I was so mad. I got my freaking. I had my belt. I had my shoes all in my truck, and my window got broken, and they took my belt and my shoes. Damn. And I was hella sad. Yeah, so man, body uh, fucking powerless was just watching you and they're like, I'm going to take his motherfucking belt. I'm pretty sure it was just like a homeless dude, dude, that just broke into yeah. my truck and just took it. And Dude, one time when Ray Williams, who's, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's the first human being to squat a thousand pounds raw. Raw. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. So he was, he was, he, he was pretty, he like blasted on the scene a couple of years ago. His name is Ray Williams. But he, there's this gym in Oakland that he would go to every now and then. He has, he has a meet that's in his name. A competition that's in his name sps yeah and one time he that's was, a big motherfucker holy yeah. fuck that's a, that's a fucking pit bull of a man so seeing him in person it's like his 
back is bigger than my body. Like one half of his back is bigger than my body. Dude, that's a big motherfucker. So when, God damn, son. So just seeing him, I've, I've spotted one of his 1,000-pound squats. I've actually spotted two of his 1,000-pound squats. Well, I only squatted, at my peak, I only squatted 500. That's like half of that. Yeah. That's already, that's something. It's pretty close. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, pretty close. Yeah, right. That's double. <laughs> fuck, man. Um, that's ridiculous, but he, Amazing guy. Very humble, very kind human being. But one time, he was in Oakland. And he has, you know, his belt. How he 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 takes a notch on it every time he squats a thousand pounds. That was in in the, the the rental car they had. Then they they went and had breakfast two minutes away at Buttercup. I don't know if yeah at, at the restaurant that's really close. And they came back outside. the The windows were smashed, and all his his gym bag was taken. He lost his belt. No. <laughs> yeah. And he was doing his best because he was also preparing for Worlds. I think Worlds no. was in like two or three months. And um, he was doing his best to like maintain composure. And it's like, oh no, this is my fucking belt. No, dude, that would have that would have broke my heart. Yeah. I, I mean, it broke my heart. That belt that, that you're that, speaking of, that's just the one that keeps you, or is that like his championship belt, like kind of like, or that's his no, lifting belt? It's that, his lifting uh, belt, but it's like it means more because that's like the yeah, one it has he's an used, emotional. Like, uh, yeah, it's the one a, he's used yeah. every time he squatted a thousand pounds. So I could see that. Yeah. So there's just fucking hobo walking around in yeah. Oakland with this big ass belt that's like way too big for any yeah. human being. I'm pretty. Yeah. He must have. It's like holding up the tent for. He yeah, it yeah. He's probably using it to strap his two fucking crack horses to his back. Yeah, sure, they don't get away. <laughs> sure, they don't get away. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I lost my belt. I lost my shoes. Lost your man, Jenny. I lost dude. my freaking dab rig. I was really sad, too. Oh, oh damn. Okay. When did this happen? This happened a long time ago. Oh, okay, yeah. let's not worry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like right before. It was like, yeah, it was like right before a competition, too, I think. Or like not before. It was like right back when I was like getting into it. Like right before the hernias happened. Or, yeah. Yeah. How'd you take it to the ego when you, you you found out you could no longer do that? I mean, I can still lift, but I just can't lift as heavy as soon as I would like to. You know, yeah. like, you have like any I'm still intention squatting. on going back? Uh, probably not to powerlifting, but I'm definitely like squatting, deadlifting, and yeah, just and basic and, body maintenance. Yeah, just body maintenance, just trying yeah. to stay mobile. But uh, I do yeah. like every time, like I do come out of squatting and I do come out of deadlifting. I feel like little pains on the side every time. I'm like, fuck, oh, dude, it's a fucking. It's the goddamn like the hernia patches they put on there, dude. Like they're like hurting right now. The hernia know? patches, dude. Yeah, it sucks. I Damn hate son. it. You do any um, you do any yoga or any specific uh, exercises like that? Too? I used to do yoga. Uh, it's to a very common mobile. It's a very common thing for powerlifters to do mm-hmm. because it is a sport that lends itself to high intensity, heavy weight, and just like very specific positions without much variety. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like doing a missionary for the rest of your life and being stuck in that position and then feeling tight. So you get like tightness in your low back. Are you talking about this missionary? Yeah, 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 yeah. Really? squatting. Oh, okay. I was like, how the fuck do you lay down, squat, and then get put in a missionary? Okay, I see now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's more about the... As you can tell, I don't go to gym. Being in in the same position over and over and over and not varying that, where yoga represents like flowing from so many different positions so that your body is exposed to different positions. And, and I, th- I think what, what helps for powerlifting for powerlifters in general, this is like free coaching is that <laughs> you, you, you train through a full range of motion in your competition lifts. And then you, you have a variety of exercises that you use to strength train with that are not the competition lifts. So uh, you, you have to have the bar across your back in competition as a powerlifter, but when say you've done a competition and you're 20 weeks out from your next meet, 
you can do front squats or you can do leg presses or you can do lunges okay. and strength train those. Is there like any guard <clears throat> that's made to keep the bar from fucking up your back or is that not allowed? Oh, come yeah, on, it's, it's human made. It's uh, the muscles on. Oh yeah, 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 traps, dude. Uh, dude, I still, I think I still have like the scarring from the freaking when I would squat. Yeah. Like we would squat shirtless sometimes, and there'd just be like there'd just be like There's a like freaking black there. Yeah, like a little black bar on my on like my yeah. back. You never like, put like a little foamy on the bar. And why? Sure, huh? They, why? They do have that at uh, at like twenty four. Oh fuck! I don't know. I'm not that manly, dude. Yeah, I put a I put a condom in that thing. Make sure, you know, <laughs> make sure I'm nice and safe, dude. You make know sure you're saying? nice and lubed up. Yeah, I'll put some KY on that shit. Dude, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, just go home. Fucking break my arms backwards. <laughs> I'm like, well, and I can't do nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I don't know, man. I was like, I was trying to think of a business idea. You know, I was like, oh, you put a fucking foamy on there, dude. Yeah, I mean, no, powerlifters do some extra ass shit. Oh, uh, dude, I feel like powerlifters are some of the most. Like, what's the um? What's the most wives' tale thing that you've heard that's not science science proven, but people do? Like like you crack an egg on your left shoulder or something and increase your stamina by five. So I think the most salient one and also the most relevant <laughs> one is is I don't know if you've seen those dildo guns that people have. Um, so yeah, it's, like a, like, a like a hibachi, jigsaw, but with a with, with this on the end, and they just oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. their leg. Yeah, yeah. I have I had one of those. Yeah, using those. Those are beautiful. I love them. They do work though. I, I don't do powerlifting, but like I do plenty of fucking um, <laughs> squatting of cement bags on my back. So when I, you know, I hit yeah. my fucking, uh, we call these trials, uh, these called, yeah. I call them chicken wings. So I'm pretty small. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I hit myself in the neck, you know, for a good 15 minutes, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You feel a little, you feel yeah. something nice. And, and, and like the idea is you're, you're bringing sensation and awareness to a different part of the body and it kind of distracts you from whatever the pain is. It doesn't really assist with the pain. Yeah. So, or, or, and, and where the main reason you would use one of these dildo guns is, or the, the companies advertise it as. This is going to enhance your recovery or get you to recover mm. better from training when really it's just distracting you. It's it's just like an extra massage, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like the classic Mexican thing. Um, when your mom, my mom used to tell me like, like I would be bitching about like a toothache and then she would pinch me in my fucking yeah. ear. She'd like, does it hurt? I'm like, nah, I'm like, this now you have a different pain to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so like if Manny had his hernia and then you took a hammer to his big toe, same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Mel, like the movie Mel Gibson. But then my hernia is still there. They put fucking, <laughs> you guys ever seen the movie with Mel Gibson where they fucking hit uh, nails into his fucking toenails and they break his toenails up. Ooh. You guys never saw that shit? No. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah, maybe that was a porno, but... You know, you start watching some waterboarding porno shit. <laughs> yeah, like Manny said, the, the, the hernia is still there when, when his, his his toenail gets smashed with a hammer and whatever the, the source of the, the pain, it's still there. It's just mm. been kind of disturbed and your yeah. attention has been taken away. Just, yeah, just being distracted, huh? That makes sense, man. I hope. I wish you didn't tell me that. And the next time I use that thing, I'm I'm gonna feel like this is not working, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes the placebo is nice, dude. Yeah, placebo. Being in bliss is kind of cool, man. But that's where like psychedelics come cool. in. Yeah, man. You're psychedelics. Right, <laughs> take that's psychedelics and use a fucking one of those muscle breaking fucking guns. That's one thing I like to do. Like right before I take psychedelics, I like to like stretch out, do everything. Oh, do dude, when I so get nice. fresh lit and I start stretching out, it increases my high like by oh, times dude. two, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe it just has to do with the blood flow or whatever, dude. Yeah. But man, after after good. being tight, like after being like super tight, and then you stretch out and you just feel that blood flow in there. Oh, it feels so nice. I remember so nice. <clears throat> I had this uh, PE teacher who used to be a power lifter, and he was actually pretty ripped. He was like an ex marine too. What was his name? And um, what was his name? Uh, f- 
Did we have the same I, PE teacher? Uh, no, nah, I'm talking. I went to Lewis Adult. Okay. Um, we used to call him Mr. Glutes. Um, I, <laughs> I don't Mr. remember. It. That it's sounds because, inappropriate. Yeah, because he'd be like, I can, I can break a break with my glutes. He's like, I can feel my body. I can feel the blood through all my body. Like he was like classic <laughs> marine. Did he have the kids like hold his butt, like feel his squeeze? Oh no, but I remember one time though. He uh he took a um, a fucking shampoo bottle and put it between his glutes and squeezed it and it squirted all over <laughs> just to show us his strength and I was like damn dog that's that's all no, you should go to the circus with that <laughs> you should act. go to the circus with <laughs> yeah dude yeah uh, I wish I knew his oh, name dude. but fuck yeah he was ripped <laughs> I don't know where the fuck that we're going. is that <laughs> yeah yeah I had quite a few characters in my last that's time, man so you went to uh, Montgomery huh yes I did then uh, you go to Montgomery four, yeah I, until I got kicked out like four months in five months in yeah. <laughs> Why'd you yeah. get kicked out? Um, uh, we got kicked out. Me and my buddy. Um, I don't know if you remember. But I, I, like when I was in like fr- my freshman year, I was like super into my punk phase. So I like was wearing the full fucking attire. Did you? Is that when you had the full <coughs> mohawk? Yeah, I had the mohawk and all the other stuff. Um, like the studs and the leather and shit and like the strap-on dildo. And um, so we were just like, that shit was hardcore, you know, taking a different. Anyways, um, we were uh, we were just like punk kids and classic. I didn't even think that shit existed anymore. I thought it was in movies. And um, we were just taking a walk around the stroll uh, with the two girls and some classic you know, two jocks just threw like something at us. And they were just talking shit. We're like, oh, we don't fuck with that punk shit. And my buddy being, you know, young, aggressive, fucking hormone induced, fucking filled fucking guys. We're like, Dude, fuck that. Like, What's up, bro? Started talking shit to them. And then, like, we walked up to the group, and we started fucking brawling with them. And then it was, like, right in front of, like, the fucking, uh, the principal's office. <laughs> so, like, within, like, 15 seconds, they were, like, out there, like, pulling us off each other. We're just, we beat the fuck out of them, though. So it was dope, totally yeah. Amazing. It was worth it. Yeah, and so that's why you got kicked and out. And I got kicked out. And they fighting. didn't get kicked out. No, of course of not. Course, even they, though they, they started it. And well, me and my my buddies half Mexican, and then I'm full Mexican. So and of course we're getting kicked out. You guys probably already had like a previous record. Too. Yeah, no, not, not good grades. Yeah, not good you know, grades. Yeah. vandalizing, stealing. You know, pimping, shit like that. Yeah. Where'd you go to middle school? Um, <clears throat> middle school. Let's see. I went to Slater, man. Okay, Slater. I think yeah. that's where I, I was a Trojan, dude. Because I, I also went to Slater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, too. Um, you were already into physical stuff. I remember you already being kind of bulked up at the age. No, that's no I was just uh, hot Cheetos every night. Oh, yeah? That was <laughs> yeah, a different yeah. kind of bulk. But <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who did you hang out with, man? Uh, who was your main? I feel like I'm, I know some of your... Uh, I remember Jake Haas or Alex. Andre. Yeah, Jake Haas. He's a, a Puma or something, or like India or Native or something like that. He's 116th Native. Yeah, he, he's, he's a tie fighter. I was telling he's you, but the white, he's white. Wait, as that fuck. guy? Yeah. Wait, the, he looks brown though, right? That's the native side that gives him the ability to tan. Dude, <laughs> I, when I look at when you look at him, you're like, oh yeah, he's for sure hella native. No, he's one sixteenth. I'm way more native than him, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. So what is the other half? Who, who's him? his mom? That like various. Kinds of like white. he's a mutt. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I remember that kid too. Yeah. Yeah. He grew a lot of weed back in the day, right? Who, yeah, Alex? Yeah. Well, allegedly, well, right? They, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I knew some of those kids, man. I don't know. I Dude, I saw I saw Alex the other day out at the at Twenty Four Hour Fitness. He was there with his white boy, with his tall boy, white boy, with the tall white boy with the tats. Yeah, with his tall white like it's his <laughs> man. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's his little it's his little protege. Yeah, he's he's the trophy husband. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's the trophy. He's <laughs> the trophy husband. Yeah. If you if you if you meet Alex, his name is or the nickname one of his nicknames is the Million Dollar Mexican. <laughs> yeah. Chip. Yeah. So he's a man, fucking goat. So dude. like you think of, of like they call me freaks. the ten peso Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah. But he is the like one of the most. 
genetically gifted human beings, I have no <coughs> He's quite the specimen. Yeah. I'm that just, he doesn't <laughs> want to pursue anything spectacular with it. You know what's yeah. hella funny? For some reason, people who are naturally gifted, just sometimes they seem like they're not very into what they were God-given. Or, yeah. you know, a, you know. I mean. Parentheses, God-given. I could, I could, I could see that paralleling like me wanting to pursue academia early on where yeah. it's like a thing comes so easily for you and you it's not a challenge right yeah there's it, there's no fulfillment there's no challenge and there's no incentive to continue pursuing that whereas the people who actually are uh, doing something with their 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 gift or their talent they have been sort of groomed in that direction from an early age where they like learn to love the thing yeah that makes sense man makes sense for sure yeah there's some people who are just born genetically <clears throat> you know better than other people and for some reason they don't pursue it yeah uh i knew a couple of kids like that uh, back in high school were super good super athletic did ended you, up did smoking weed and i'm drinking a lot of alcohol did you <laughs> ever did you ever meet this guy named froilin mendoza froilin yeah um i know the story behind that um yeah. yeah one of his uh one of we had a close friend um together um and then i i had come across him actually a couple of times a handful he's a cool guy good yeah. dude um you know he's an overall good guy uh Apparently had some dark stuff going on. Yeah. So yeah, I did meet the guy though. So yeah. fucked up story. Yeah, let's bring it, dude. Right. Where we like yeah. dark shit here. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. dark shit. so the background. I didn't know if you wanted to bring it up, so but you let's know do when it. you know when he was like like a skinny nerd. Yeah. And then he then he got fucking jacked as shit. Yeah, yeah. Got, like more jacked than I am. He right was now. Royden, right? Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> oh, that story. And now I know the story. Like, you? Yeah, you yeah. told me the story. Yeah. The story so, sucks. I know. Oh man. So yeah, he had arm wrestled Alex one day and he's like, I'm going to beat your ass, Alex. I'm going to arm wrestle you. What I'm grade gonna, is this? I'm going to win. I like, eighth must grade, have been like ninth? Uh, ninth or 10th grade. I remember that motherfucker was like your size back then. Or yeah. maybe at the time, yeah, maybe not. He was not. probably bigger. I remember just him being like, what the fuck? Like, that guy's a fucking ox, he dude. He was fucking stacked. That weighed like 130 pounds. I was like, we'd be out in the quad. He'd be know? eating uh, protein powder with a spoon. <laughs> I just uh, remember when we, when we freaking took. Um, Pre-workout? Pre-workout without no, without water. Just, yeah. ah, and then shocked You guys it. just started fucking snorting it, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Straight to the dump. We, we beer-bonged yeah. pre-workout. Yeah. We beer-bonged pre-workout before, times. too. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, al- and alcohol? No, no, no. Yeah, we've drank. Yeah, we yeah. probably mixed it. Yeah, we Sometimes. probably mixed it. Rare, yeah. rare I can see you guys doing that. Yeah. yeah. It was a great time. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he and Alex arm wrestle. Alex beats his ass, obviously, because Alex is just like one of the strongest human beings. He's a real unit. Yeah, he's a total unit. He's a little, he, he's like short. He's a fucking pit bull, dude. That's a fucking... He's a so so we would joke that like that's that's the reason why Froilin decided to get super jacked because he's like I'm gonna beat Alex at arm just wrestling. Just after our arm wrestling competition? Yeah, it's like I I need to beat him. I'm sure there's a lot of other reasons, but like that was one of the like need for male validation thing Especially itself. at that age. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, for sure. So he gets super jacked, right? And he's in like the peak of his jackness and he challenges Alex to another arm wrestling match and then Alex beats him again with ease. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn, ah, that's a so, big motherfucker. So we would, we would fucking tell Alex, like, you're the reason that Froilin killed himself. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, damn, yeah, that is dark. Dude. I like the darkness, though. I know the reason why it happened, but <laughs> that's a good theory. What was though. the reason that happened? I'm not saying that. That's uh, not, I'm not close enough in association uh, okay. or friendship with him to so be, isn't that, becoming a no, dead okay, person. Okay, 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 you know what I'm fair, saying? That's, that's, that's my boy's boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll leave yeah, it at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, damn, no. That's some shit I would have said and been like, fuck. I wish I didn't say that, but it's, it's a good joke, though. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, no, no, we keep it fucking, we keep it in the dark abyss up in this motherfucker, <laughs> dude. This is the fucking, the dark matter shit, dude. <laughs> Damn. So what, um, you know, I asked this question to Zaid last time he came through. Mm-hmm. Um, I had asked him what was some of the most um, grotesque or some of the worst things that you had seen during the competition. Like, um, for example, maybe somebody had broken a ligament, some ripped a muscle or someone like, you know, ripped a broke bone. Have you ever seen anybody just come across a bad injury live during a competition or someone shat their guts out? In person, I've seen a lot more things on video mm-hmm. or heard them secondhand. But in person, I haven't, I haven't uh, witnessed so much. I would say the nastiest thing is, it's very tame. It's uh, girls or female athletes. They generally ex- experience this thing called uh, stress-induced urinary incontinence, which is basically that they piss they do, themselves when they do a heavy lift, heavy squat, or deadlift. They pee their, they pee themselves. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So seeing not much different from a girl squirting. So yeah, 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 yeah precisely. Yeah, Same amount of stress. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a lot of pressure. That would be embarrassing though, if, yeah. especially if you're considering yourself a professional athlete, and all of a sudden you know you got. Dude, there's like there's some like Instagram girls that like throw that shit on there like as a badge of honor, and then like try to get famous that way, and oh, like, try to get followers that way. Where's the I do not doubt right there, man. Go ahead and take it. Yeah, go ahead and take. Oh, yeah. We'll keep the conversation going here, oh, man. Go. But uh, fucking, I mean. Girls on Instagram will do pretty much any. Really, anybody will anything, do anything. 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 Uh, anything, dude. There's a bunch of people on like TikTok now, like just like doing fucked up shit to like fu- like to anybody, just to like trying to get that like, just to get that like some kind instant, of the, yeah. Like, they want to get that cloud. Video, they want to get that dude. instant cloud. Like dude. I saw this video of like these girls. Like apparently it was a uh, like a black chick. She was um like. She was like mentally not all there, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's like these two. So white she was she was TikToked in the head. Yeah, TikToked. <laughs> yeah, head. yeah. And like she wasn't like mentally all there, you know. And like these other two girls like said jump at the same time, and they had a TikTok video for like a song or something. Mm-hmm. And like one of the girls like they jumped first, and then the girl took a second to jump, you know. And like she jumped after, and then the other girl kicked her, and this girl like went did like kicked her in the air while she's in the air. Did like what? a whole like backflip and like landed on her neck and like fucked oh up her God. neck and shit and all because these two chicks just wanted a little bit of clout. That's oh my like, God, that is brutal, man. Dude, it's fucked up, bro. And I'm honestly like, kind of happy that we didn't grow up in that because dude. I feel like I would have done some shit. Not, maybe not as violent, but something bro, pretty didn't close. You, didn't you do something like that? Didn't you like put your Pubes on fire, dog. Oh, that story again? Come on. Dude. I think <laughs> Come people, on, dog. people had enough of the pubic yeah, yeah, story, yeah, dude. dude. I have uh I have other stories that are a little more interesting than that yeah, one. <laughs> but like but no, seriously, like dude, anybody like nowadays, like people do anything for that little man, bit of cloud just you to know, get a little bit of famous, just to get a little bit of That's one of the ones attention. that really bothers me, man. Even though I like to drink a, I like to drink alcohol and beer and stuff like that. But when I see a guy just chugging like a fifth, it literally makes me feel sick to oh, the that kills fucking me, dude. head, dude. Mm-hmm. That shit. Oh yeah, some of. The, oh, I thought you were bumping some of that fucking ammonia, dude. I was like, oh, <laughs> a dude. Bit of ammonia. I already like passed me a okay. capsule, dude. I was like, shit. Dude. A little cocaine. I'll light. throw you fucking three bucks Ooh, for a capsule, it? dude. <laughs> I'll fucking take mine through the fucking the back mouth, dude. Put one in that fucking urethra, dude. You better be careful because there's like fucking some sort of glass in the capsules. It, let's not go there. I don't fuck with the glass. Why yeah. would you? Why would you put glass in there? I don't know. So it snaps. It's because it's a little capsule. You know, you gotta like snap it. Why and then not you, like, plastic? Smell it. But normally, it's like, me. there's other ones called, like, smelling salts now that you could just, yeah. like, get it in a Bath bottle, salts? too. Yes. Smelling salts. Not oh, bottles. smelling salts. Ammonia. Ammonia. It's the same thing, but, like, it comes in, in, like, a jar. Like, we would have that, and, like, you would pop you it open. Would you say it's, like, it's, like, the same effect but opposite on your dome as, like, a whip it? It's, like, a, it's like a really quick high. 
Obviously, the whippet puts you down and it makes you all dumb, but this one is on the up, yeah. opposite spectrum. And a sim- very similar But it's very scale. quick and very short, the very short lifespan, right? Yeah. Where Do you do that right before you like, psh, and you like throw the fucking bar on and you just do it real quick? Yeah, yeah it's basically. Okay. So the, okay. the, the, the reason it, uh, or it's, its utility is that it, it spikes your adrenaline and adrenaline has such a half-life where it's whatever experience is over within like less than a minute. So yeah. you have to use it and then not rush through your technique just to, to do the thing. Yeah, yeah. So that... Like you have to interesting use it sparingly or there's no um regulation on that um in lifting the regulation in the drug test uh federation is that you can't do it in front of the audience because they don't want to yeah influence kids to be like oh what are they sniffing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay so it's it's kind of behind the scenes a little bit of stuff but it's it's allowed obviously yeah <laughs> yeah dude i remember there's like a video of me like going outside the gym Oh, that was a great one. That was to, like do a little bit of like little bit of smelling salts and then come in and lift that weight. But like people like hello saw me just go out there, sniff something real quick, and then come back. Yeah, it's and, like why is he why is he crying? <laughs> yeah, like why is he all like it makes you tear eyed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm, yeah. I'm just an emotional person, so that's what I mask when I use ammonia. It's like it gives me an opportunity to, to let some some a good cry out. Well, now we're getting to the real nitty gritty. <laughs> that's why I power lift six days a week. <laughs> yeah. It takes it gets rid of the demons, huh? Basically. You, you become friends with the demons. Yeah, like, you get acquainted with them, shake hands. Yeah, you give maybe each other, sleep with you, them. You give each other the, the reach around. That's why he's got them titties. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. This has been a great podcast. We've actually reached an hour and a half of oh, it. Shit. This is probably it's our been, longest podcast. Yeah, I think it's our longest podcast. Uh, we, could easily, we could easily go another hour. Easily. I could too. Um, but let's save this for uh, part two. Yeah, um, Edward has been a great contribution to this podcast. He has a lot to bring in. I like his insight. I like a, how he's actually conscious about things. He's not just talking about the classic bullshit that me and you Thank talk about. Yeah, no, he definitely <laughs> brought know? a different vibe yeah, to the podcast. I felt like I actually was, had to use my brain for like once. We actually learned something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, today. yeah. <laughs> so, um, man, thank you for coming through. Let's go ahead and get your um, let's get your social media handles out here. Yeah. And if anybody who out there appreciated him, if you guys want to follow him, he's also a powerlifting trainer, right? Is that correct? Coach. Powerlifting coach. Powerlifting coach. Uh, coach with a yeah. T-H. A coach. Coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, coach. Yeah. Coast. If you have a list, you have the... <laughs> okay, anyways. Uh, yeah, so he's a powerlifting coach. Uh, let's get your handle, man. So you can find me on Instagram at J-R Alec Dan. Okay, J-R Alec Dan. How do you spell that? The letter J, the letter R, and then my last name, Alec Dan, A-L-I-C-D-A-N. Okay, cool, man. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you guys want to reach out to him, uh, maybe you guys can get fucking ripped with him, dude. The guy looks like Bolo from fucking uh, Bloodsport. <laughs> and, uh, if you're wanting to fight one of uh, John claude Van Damme's ex-villains, he's the fucking guy to go to. We'll take we'll take bets. Yeah, we'll, we'll take bets. Yeah, dude. I bet on him, dude. Yeah, exactly. sure. <laughs> Unless you're the mountain, dude. La Montaña. La Montaña. <laughs> yeah. All right, bro. Let's wrap this up. All right, Manny. Let's All get right. your handle. We'll get mine, and we'll. See. All right, you can find me at Atman Quickly, M A N Q U I Q U I. Where you Excellent. can find you, Joel? You know, as always, you can find me at Joel underscore Red Fox Prod. You can also follow our Instagram page that we're going to be more active on. That's Two B One B Podcast on Instagram. You can also uh, reach out to us for questionnaires. We have the ability to take live calls now. Um, but if you have any video submissions, any auto submissions, go ahead and tell them, send them to two beans, one bowl. That's the number two and the number one, two beans, one bowl at gmail.com. Thanks again for coming through and thanks for listening. Well, thanks for, thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. Ed. All right, guys. See you guys. Peace. Beautiful. Oh.